0: It is time for happy hour. It is the man cave happy hour, whiskey, cigar, spirits, the stories that go along with it. I'm Jamie Flanagan.
1: I am Matt Fox.
0: Matt Fox, you, you know me. You know me. You know, you know I'm a sports guy. You <laughs> are? No, I'm not. I know nothing about nothing about nothing about sports. But here's what I do know, right? Because uh, I became a hockey dad uh and then uh I, I became something of a hockey fan and and out of the out of the major sports in, in metro detroit that's uh, uh hockey's always kind of been the one that uh, i knew a little bit about and you know what they say about a little bit of knowledge very dangerous
1: <laughs> just a little bit of knowledge can make you extremely dangerous that's
0: it but the guy we're getting to talk to tonight uh actually i knew I, i'm like hey i knew this guy i knew well you know i don't know <laughs> but I, I knew this guy right so it's it's uh because he's he's Pretty darn well-known. And so people know about Ed Balfour, and they know about hockey, and they know Stanley Cups, and they know Olympic gold, and they know—well, this I didn't know—Hockey Hall of Fame. Yes. That is something yes. that uh, I learned. I did not know he was in the Hockey Hall of Fame. and Because you always think, of like, the Hall of Fame, you think, you know, like— uh, Turn of the century and uh, the previous one, and, and you know, that just the old, <laughs> old, you know, and it's like, oh, holy crap, he's in the, the hockey hall of fame. Um, mm-hmm. and it's a it's an amazing privilege for us today to be able to talk to him because Ed Belfour has launched a spirit company. Ed, welcome hey, to Man Cave. <laughs> welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour, Ed. <laughs> hey Jamie and Matt, thanks for having me.
2: Absolutely. So
0: everybody, everybody knows about everybody knows about hockey uh, and Ed yeah. Belfour. I mean, cause you, I mean, you are, uh, just one of the staples in, in the hall of fame and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but what people don't know is about the spirit company and people are finding out about it.
2: Yeah. Well, um, you know, my son and my daughter and I, we started this venture about seven years ago and, um, it just started with us talking about, uh, you know, what Dane and I wanted to do. My son, uh, was also a goalie. Uh, those of you who don't know, and, um, he was actually born in uh, Saginaw, Michigan when I uh, played there in the minors for the Saginaw Hawks.
0: All uh, right the
2: on. Farm team. So, uh, got a, got a lo- lot of good, uh, memories and, and ties to, uh, Michigan and, uh, always remember those days in Detroit for sure. But, uh, um, yeah, seven years ago we got together and we wanted to do something together as a family, and uh, we started looking into uh, uh, the whiskey business. And um, we ordered a, a small still, mm. and you know we, we were thinking about just doing it small time, and you know we were going to start off with just a little tiny still, and um, you know make it for friends and family, and you know quickly learned uh, you know you had to have a license to do all this stuff, and <laughs> you know <laughs> <What is it? laughs> One thing led to another and, uh, you know, we went down the path and, and learning how to get the licensing and that that actually takes a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of ins and outs and, and, uh, each state has its, uh, its own set of rules. And, um, you know, the next thing you know, we have uh, 2,800 barrels of whiskey aging. Still. Holy
0: smokes.
1: But once you start, you can't stop, right?
2: <laughs> right yeah, it's uh it's an exciting uh, business to be in. Um, you know, we have a team, Uh, there's uh, eight of us, Um, you know, once you retire and leave the game, you know, there's that, uh, that void, that you you miss the guys, you miss being on the road, you miss, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the excitement of of playing the games and, and, you know, the fans screaming, you you miss all that stuff. And um, it's hard to find something to replace that, Um, you know, so for Dane and I, you know, being back on a team and, you know, we have our schedule, we work every day hard Mm -hmm. at, uh, our business and, um, you know, we get together with our team and like it's like old times, except we're uh, making whiskey. So, um, you know, a little different. We don't get to compete uh, you know, on the ice, but, uh, you know, we put our our uh, spirits in competitions and we take great pride in in the whiskey that we make and put in our bottle and put our name on it
0: because it's not a, it's not a quick thing. It's, you said, you know, you've been at this for for 7 years and, and so there there's a few ways of getting into whiskey. Um cuz you can there's some people that is like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to source it, I'm going to find a blend that I like. We're going to get that and then we're going to try to distill something that is like what I like. Or you can start working And in maybe three to four years have a product that you have no idea what it's going to, you got some idea what it's going to be like, but you can't be absolutely sure. That's quite a, quite a challenge to, to, to take on. What, what were you looking for in, in your blend when, when you launched it seven years ago? What was, what was your idea? What were you thinking? What profile were you looking for?
2: Yeah. So you know, for us, uh, we have a lot of pride and, and we're very hands-on, you know, I was that way with all my equipment, uh, helped design all my equipment, designed the skate blade, uh, those, um, you know, details that, that I, you know, really paid attention to. And I think it helped me be a better goalie and help my career, you know, be as long as it was, you know, 18 plus mm-hmm. years. Wow. And, um, you know, we've tried to apply those lessons that we learned in in our hockey careers to our whiskey business. And we were very hands-on. We wanted to learn everything about the business, uh, how to make the juice, um, you know, the the mash bills, uh, the wood selection, the toasting and charring. Mm -hmm. You know, there were a lot of celebrities getting into the business uh, back when we first started, and there's still more. Um, But I didn't want to be one of those celebrities, just slapped their name on a you know, a bulk spirit that uh, we didn't know anything about or didn't know anything about the business. And, um, you know, that's where, you know, like we've been at this for seven years, we've been learning our trade. Um, you know, I tell everybody my first three years with the Blackhawks, they, they sent me to the minors. Of course, I didn't want to be in the minors. I want to be with the Blackhawks in the NHL. That was my dream. Mm -hmm. And I hated being in the minors, but it was the best thing for me when I look back at my career because, in those three years I was in the minors, I learned about the professional game, which was much different than the college game, the junior game. Yeah. I learned about myself. And these are the lessons that you have to learn, you know, to, to be able to play, you know, at a high level for, you know, 10, 20 years in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And uh, I look back on those three years in the minors. Sure, I hated it. But when I got my chance to play in Chicago – you know, I made the best of it because I didn't want to go back to the minors and I thought I was ready. I learned those lessons and, um, you know, I got the call up and, you know, I played, uh, I think it was 74 out of uh, 82 games, my rookie year. Um, you know, so that was something I'll never forget. And I, like I said, Dane and I try to apply those lessons that we learned, mm-hmm. uh, to our whiskey business. We've only been on the shelves for a year and a half and, uh, we did a lot of research and development with our whiskeys, um, trial and errors. Uh, we researched the mash bills. Um, you know, we tried uh, the different flavor profiles and what we wanted in our bottle. Um, we believe that, um, you know, the products that we put in our bottle is very easy and smooth to drink. Uh, we wanted everyone to enjoy our our, our spirits. And, um, you know, we've, we've met a lot of people who have told us, yeah, we don't really like whiskey. I had a bad experience with it. You know, it tastes too strong. It's awful, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, yeah, I I've had that same experience a couple times too. Sure. And, uh, you know, I said, just give ours a a chance, you know, try a sip of it. And if you don't like it, you're not going to offend me, you know, to each his own. Uh, And nine times out of ten, you know, people are like, wow, I didn't realize it was going to taste that smooth. Oh, excellent.
1: you guys are you said you've been on the shelves for about a year and a half now and you were in texas and illinois to start and are you're still expanding into other states at this point and i believe you just launched in michigan yeah your
0: crew's point. here now doing it up
2: yeah yeah we, we got three groups there in michigan right now traveling dane's there right now excellent and otherwise he'd be on the podcast here with us but the, yeah they're out uh, you know, meeting folks and uh, introducing our whiskey to the Michigan market. And we're so excited about that. And, you know, we've been uh, well-received so far. I, I've heard that, uh, you know, our first, uh, I think the first order was 250 cases has already been sold. Wow, and man. they're working on the next uh, order already. So, uh, you know, hats off to uh, to Michigan and thank you so much. <laughs>
0: There's uh, There are some uh, whiskey Advocates, there are some whiskey <laughs> fanatics here in Michigan with, without a doubt. So, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll do well. So, and that said, some, we've talked to a, a few people launching brands and, you know, it, it, it's commonly, um, agreed upon. You'll sell a bottle. You'll sell a bottle. The, the, the trick is selling that second and third one, uh, to, to somebody. And, uh, I'm really, I'm really anxious to, to dive into these. Uh, give them a try because I've, I've behaved myself. Ed, you were so kind. You sent us some magnificent samples and I appreciate samples. that. They're samples. Uh, and, uh, your team did. Uh, I don't know if they're in trouble now or not, but, but they, uh, we, I've behaved myself and I haven't tried it yet. I wanted to wait and, and, and do it with you. So we have the rye. Uh, and then Somebody, we also,
2: somebody's been sneaking some on you there. I see. Yeah, that. yeah. Actually, well, we, we that shared. was me earlier. I actually stole some from him, so I could, uh,
1: we're enjoy not together. With the, with the, with I'm with dealing with
0: a little bit of residual. That's why I keep muting my mic and taking sips of water because I'm dealing with residual coughing fits. I apologize. And, uh, but yeah, so we, we had to split this up a little bit. Uh, but I haven't tried it yet. So I was thinking, uh, what would you recommend, Ed? Would you recommend going with the, uh, the, the, the whiskey first? the rye first
2: you want want to try the bourbon first yeah 92 proof Mm. uh so whenever we do tastings we always start with the lowest proof and work our way up yeah so
0: what's uh, uh, what's our mash bill on the so what's in what's in here what's the mash bill and what's this compared to what you you first laid down seven years ago
2: yeah so that is a 60 30 10 uh weeded mash bill
1: that's it. You guys did something different with the mash bill, and you went the opposite direction than most with the mash bill. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, you know, I think the majority of the the bourbons out there are rye based. Mm-hmm. Uh, weeded bourbons take a little longer uh, to age and um, to taste better at a, a at a younger age. It's easier, I believe, to use rye, mm. and we do have. Um, some of our bourbons uh, do have rye. Uh, we're coming out with, um, um, a hopefully, our first rye-based bourbon in the next couple of years here. We've been uh, working on it behind the scenes diligently. <laughs> uh, you know, like what you're tasting there, um, you know, is a better part of probably um, a year's development where we – you know, go back and forth with different barrels. Cause we use a lot of different cooperages mm. and that particular product is finished with Texas pecan wood, which is a very interesting product. Uh There's a lot of pecan here in Texas. And so we harvested some te- uh, Texas pecan wood. Um, The inspiration was a, we had a large pecan tree on our ranch. It was probably a 500 year old plus tree. Wow. And, um, we met a gentleman um, uh, at Black Swan, uh, Russ Karsh, who he was introducing us to a whole bunch of different bourbons that had been finished with different woods. And he said, Ed, you might want to try bourbon and uh, or sorry, try uh, finishing the bourbon with uh, pecan. Right. Uh, we tried some of the other ones he had, but we really did enjoy the, the pecan finish. Um, so we went down the road of doing. You know, the research and development with a bunch of different types of barrels, uh, toasting and char levels with different toast and uh, levels with the pecan wood. And what you do is you age about 150 inches of pecan wood in the barrel for the last two months. And it Mm -hmm. just adds a, a really uniqueness to the bourbon. I think it helps bring the bourbon along quicker. Um, this particular product that you're, you're sipping on is, uh, 18 months. Yeah. And, um, we've had a lot of people from Kentucky, uh, who are, you know, they, they drink bourbon all the time. And, you know, we didn't tell them the age of our product in the beginning. And they were like, is this six, seven, eight years old, <laughs> you know, and we're like, no, it's 18 months and they can't believe it. So, you know, we have had quite a few compliments on that. And we're very proud, uh, of that particular pro- product. It, it has a nice smokiness to it. Yeah, it's got a nice. Uh, uh, I've heard vanilla bomb come come out of quite a few people's mouths, yeah. and um, it, it has um, a little bit of a jalapeno finish. Uh, if you, if you let it wait, just the the long finish on it can be a, has a little bit of spice to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to call that warmth because it's just as it coats the back of your throat. It just it lingers and it sticks around in a fantastic way. Um, I've taken one sip and I—that's all I have tried so far. And I got like red cinnamon almost off oh. of the, off of it right away. See, you. Um, in it. On the nose, like a, on a red hot,
0: on that first, oh. it's like
1: a red hot little candy, is what I got okay on that first taste. See, I, I was and getting really uh, that
0: honey on the on the nose. I was getting the the, the honey and the the nut. Yeah. I could I could smell that nicely, and yeah. then the, and then the bourbon aromas, um, and then yeah, the taste, um, the 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 texture, the viscosity, uh, buttery, silky, uh, a little silky there. Towards the middle back of the tongue, which is kind of nice right now. I'm trying to coat this cough. (laughs) There you go. Thank you, Ed. So much for the cough syrup. I've switched. (laughs) Grandma's
2: cough syrup with a little whiskey in it. (laughs) So, Ed,
1: tell me a a little bit about your son, Dane. Um, There's a process to learning how to make and create and distill whiskey. What was some of the things that the two of you went through together uh, and in your, you know, research and development of um, Belfour Spirits.
2: Yeah, so we went to a, a school in Canada, in Kelowna, B.C., uh, called the Canadian University uh, Institute of Distilling. And um, we spent a week there learning about the processes and hands-on uh, distilling and, you know, mashing and learning about the different grains and, um, you know, the different... Uh, uh, products that you can make on, on the pot stills that they had there. Um, you know, just a little bit about everything, and it was a great in- introductory course for us. Mm. Um, after that, we uh, Dane ended up doing a six-month internship at Woody Creek Distillery in Basalt, Colorado. Nice. Uh, great people there, uh, Mark Kleckner and uh, Dave Matthews, and, um, you know, they just – took Dane under their wing and really, you know, helped him. And, you know, he worked there every day and at night he coached hockey. So it was a perfect uh, fit for him.
1: Fantastic. And
2: um, at the end of it, uh, you know, part of what he, we got to do there was we made our first 12 barrels of whiskey and it was a rye. It's our rye, which is our, uh, this represents our first 12 barrels, the, the limited edition straight rye whiskey. Ooh. And um, nice. so he made that himself hands on. Um, we uh, did the research on the mash bill before that. We uh, we came up with a 70-20-10 uh, hmm. rye mash bill, 20% corn, 10% malted barley, which we wanted a very well-balanced uh, rye whiskey. Um, you know, I grew up with rye whiskey, obviously, in Canada, and and, and a lot of those ryes are, you know, 95 percent rye, and can be... Pretty strong and and spicy and and harsh at times. Uh, We wanted our rye to be um, very smooth and balanced. And um, I remember the day that Dane was filling the last barrel with the white dog. He was sipping on the white dog and he was crying. He was so excited and he was so emotional about it. You know, he was like, Dad, oh my gosh, the white dog is just amazing. It's so floral. It's so easy to taste, drink, and um, it's amazing. And I, I wasn't there, but I got to taste it six months later, mm. and uh, he was right. It was, it was amazing at, at six months of age, which, you know, a lot of rice can do that. Um, they can taste great at an early age, uh, we've been finding. Um, so, you know, Dane's very hands-on, very detailed, um, you know, has a passion for everything he does. Uh, from there, we went to the Moonshine University in Louisville, Kentucky. We spent another week there. That was a whole new level of, of learning. Uh we learned all about, you know, uh distributorships, uh packaging, um, you know, marketing. Uh we did we learned more about yeast, uh distilling. Um it was a great place for us to go. And we met uh, some great people in the industry, uh Peggy No Stevens, um uh, Don Rogers, Don Hardwick, and uh, Randy Allender. They've all helped us get our start in this business. Randy Allender still works with us and Don Hardwick still works with us. Uh, Peggy checks in with us every once in a while, see how we're doing. And, and so is Don. So we're so thankful uh, for the people there at Moonshine University in Louisville, Kentucky, and, and all the folks that have helped us. Uh, without them, you know, uh, <laughs> it, it would have been a tough road for sure. Yeah. And, um you know you're going to make mistakes, which you know happens in, in every field. You know I've made a lot of mistakes in in uh, in hockey, of course, but you learn from your mistakes and you get better.
1: Hey, when you grow up with polar bears in Manitoba, you can make a mistake. Just don't make that one mistake. In Manitoba.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the wilds of Manitoba. I
2: was I was quite a bit south from the polar bears. Thing, All right, fair me. enough. <laughs> All
0: right. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, enjoying this. It, it's, it's interesting how the, the whiskey business, how, how the camaraderie between different distillers and, uh, they see that there's enough room in the market for everybody. And, yeah, and nobody's, so. nobody's trying to, I mean, everybody's trying to outdo each other and, and to, to perform well and to, to provide a great product, uh, and outdo each other in that sense. But. I don't, I don't, in, in our travels so far, I haven't seen anybody really trying to do anybody in, <laughs> you know? Right.
2: No, uh, you're, you're exactly right. Um, I remember, uh, you know, when Dane and I started going around to different distilleries and, uh, visiting with, um, you know, the owners, um, you know, Quentin Witherspoon, uh, Witherspoon, uh, spirits here in, uh, in Texas, uh, you know, he was such a nice guy. He brought us in, showed us everything. He even offered, you know, for us to come in and and, uh, do an internship with him and and learn everything about it. Um, You know, Dan Garrison here in Texas, another nice uh, fellow, uh, you know, made uh, a lot of waves for everybody here in Texas, uh, you know, with all the laws and stuff. Um, You know, every state has different laws when it comes to distilling. And, you know, he really did a, a fantastic job of promoting the business and a great gentleman to talk to. Um, and, and they're all like that. Um, you know, they go out of their way to, to take a moment to speak with you and speak about, you know, their products mm-hmm. and, and give you a little advice. And we're so thankful for, uh, for all of them. Fantastic. So help
1: me understand, if you would, Ed. Um, I know you guys, you're continuing to grow. You're continuing to distill. But everyone it seems most whiskey bourbon companies, spirit companies want to make themselves get into Kentucky in some way, shape or form. Um, I, I believe there were maybe two undisclosed places you were looking at in Kentucky on the bourbon trail. Are you still a couple of years out from all of that?
2: Yes. Yeah, so our original plan was to be in Texas and um, you know, with our, our uh, consultants being from Kentucky, they were, you know, they were educating us uh, on how beneficial it would be to start in Kentucky. So we did research uh, three different cities uh, in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, we did go uh, down that road and, and uh, the folks there in Kentucky are, are awesome to work with. They roll out the red carpet. They understand the business. They want, you know, your distillery in their town. They, they recognize the, the, the revenues that, that are going to be created from a distillery. Sure. And uh, everyone supports that industry in Kentucky. So we really wanted to be there. Uh, then COVID hit. Uh, <laughs> the, the state shut down. What's that? What's going I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. And uh, the state shut down. And um, we really had to rethink things because, um, you know, they're still pretty much shut down there. And, right. you know, when you open a distillery, you rely heavily on tourism. You need that foot traffic, you know, you need people coming to to do tastings and, and um, you know, buy your merchandise and obviously buy your whiskey. Um, Texas here, on the other hand, didn't quite shut down like near as much as any other states. Sure. And so we had to rethink this and um, it's looking like we're going to be back here in Texas now, mm. um, which is where we always wanted to be anyway. Um, And there's been some great Texas whiskeys, um, you know, since Dan Garrison, you know, really, uh, you know, made the waves uh, for us here in Texas. Uh, Iron Root, um, you know, did a great job with their bourbon here last year and won uh, world bourbon of the year. And that's, you know, that was a great uh, feather in in Texas cap here. So, um, you know, we went to visit them uh, before they won their award and they had a family business and, Really, you know, cared about their uh, every detail that they did at their facility there, and that's the way we want to do things. So we're rethinking, and we're we're most likely going to end up here in Texas.
1: Yeah, and, and thank you for sharing because that's a big misnomer that a lot of folks think you can make bourbon whiskey anywhere in the United States. It always doesn't have to always be in Kentucky. So you know, people from around the country are are doing their own thing. which I think is brilliant because you're going to get different profiles from different areas of the country anyways. So uh, in Texas with the climate there, I I would imagine that um, it would actually um, mature even quicker because of the climate in Texas, right?
2: I think it can. Uh, We haven't done that yet because, um, you know, we've been contracting with Southern Distilling uh, there in Statesville, North Carolina, uh, Pete and Vienna Barger, um, they've been great to work with. Um, they let us come in and, and work the equipment, mm-hmm. uh, do our blends, do our, you know, proofing down, um, do our tastings there. They're great to work with. And, um, you know, our our loss, our angel shares there is pretty normal to what mm-hmm. Kentucky would be. Sure. Uh, but I've heard there's been as much as um, 30 to 50 percent here in Texas. So you got to be kind of careful how you age here in Texas is what I've learned from other folks. Um, You know, we're looking at different ways uh, to age our whiskey here in Texas. So we don't lose as much angel shares. Um, And we're hoping that we can get that, you know, to 20% or better is our, is our hope. Um, But we'll see, you know, it's, we haven't built our distillery yet here. We're, we're hoping that we can announce that, Uh, sometime here in the next uh, three months or four months and then um, you know open the doors within the next year and a half that's that's our goal
1: excellent no thank you for sharing that yeah (sighs) because i i i really enjoy watching companies grow from from the ground up and what you've done over the past seven years you've done your homework you've done your due diligence and now it's time to reap those benefits but you always want to tweak a little bit every once in a while right uh just yeah that's
2: that's exactly it. Like, um, I always go back to my hockey career, you know, after winning Rookie of the Year in, in 90, 91, and, um, you know, winning all those awards, the the Vezina, the Jennings, and, the, you know, being nominated for the MVP. I mean, that can go to your head pretty quickly and be like, you know, like I'm the best and I don't have to change anything and say like everything's going to be easy. And, you know, that's not the case. You You have to, you know – improve every day improve every year you have to look at yourself and say how can i be better you you watch tape you know you watch the goals against you watch what you do well and you watch other guys and see what they're doing well and you have to evolve and get better your equipment has to evolve and get better and that's that's what i did throughout my career and and sometimes it didn't work it take a few steps back and you know then you reassess and like okay i i changed this let's go back to what you know it worked and then you know, go from there again and try something else. And I always did that. And, and it always seemed to, over the years, I got better and better. And I think actually at the end of my career, uh, playing in Florida, I had played 28 games in a row, which I don't think I had done that since I was a rookie. Uh, my, my game was like, I think right at the top between playing in Toronto, uh, Dallas, Toronto, and uh, in Florida, my game got better every year. And, uh, you know, if the body could have held up, you know, I'd probably still be playing. But <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, you know, the back and the knees and stuff like that, they just start sure. giving away.
0: That goal, man, that is uh, that is uh, people say, oh, they just stand there. What's the uh, what's the big deal? That is a rough place <laughs> to be, man.
2: Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. So I, I laid this I down. Go ahead. James. I
0: laid this down over some ice. I took the uh, I took the, the the whiskey, the pecan. Uh, the bourbon whiskey. That's the
2: way I like—that's the way I like to drink our, our pecan bourbon, is with a block of ice.
0: And uh, it—holy smokes! Uh, the pecan really comes out, and uh, that buttery, that texture. Because I was afraid that the ice would uh, tear down the viscosity a little bit, but it's still hanging in there. But the pecan really comes out when I opened it up with the ice. Um, it yeah,
2: it should have gotten a little bit more smoky too.
1: What do you think, Jamie?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Yes. <laughs> see,
1: uh, see, Ed, I'm somewhat of a purist. I, I really enjoy you know drinking it neat, and that's really. Yeah. I, I will drink whiskey with a few blocks of ice or a few cubes of ice, and if I put a big right. block in, it's a it's a treat. Uh, but typically, I am a neat type of a bourbon drinker because I really enjoy that that upfront uh, feeling when I'm drinking yeah. bourbon.
0: We uh, still, personally.
2: I totally agree. Yeah. we still got
0: a lot to talk about we haven't even touched the rye yet
2: no we haven't yeah. <laughs> so
0: uh what what is the what's the mash bill on the rye we got to dive into this next
2: see our, our ryes are all 70 20 10 and that's the good thing is it's it's an awesome mash bill it's very balanced very smooth but none of our rice tastes exactly like the other and that's the the thing that we we take pride in um you know, I've done quite a few uh, bourbon tours and and whiskey tours in in uh, Kentucky, and sometimes you wonder, like, you try, you know, four or five different of their different products, and you're like, "Well, oh, that kind of tastes the same as the last one." Right. And um, and I found that a few times, and I and I'm thinking, you know, how why is it that it wouldn't be different? I don't I don't know all the answers yet, but we wanted to make sure that each one of our products tastes different from the other one. Right. Um, you know, we, we take every one of our products and we'll proof down in one point increments and even to the half point at some point, some, some of our products to find the sweet spot. Wow. And, you know, that's why you have a 92 on the bourbon and 94 on our rye. Um, our uh, limited edition straight rye whiskey is a hundred proof. Um, we're going to be coming out with our first straight bourbon product here soon. It's our small batch. Uh, very proud of that, and it'll be hitting the market here uh, in May. It's a hundred point five proof, Rock and um, it, it's it's also uh, weeded mash bill, uh, but it tastes, you know, quite different than our our pecan finished bourbon.
1: No, but, I gotta uh, I gotta share with you, Ed, on, on the rye, and I, sorry to interrupt, but. I'm a big candy guy as well. I like my I like my strawberry licorice and my my Twizzlers. That that's that strawberry licorice Twizzler feel hit me almost immediately on the nose of the rye. It's very very sweet on the nose for a rye, and yeah. you typically will get that on a rye. I just I, I'm curious yeah. what the palate's gonna do, but just on the nose, it, it's it's beautiful.
2: It <laughs> just smells. You get a, a little floral to it also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was when, when Dane called me. He was dripping, sipping on the white dog. He he was just like, "Dad, it's so floral. It's so amazing. Like yeah. he was just, you know, just so excited about it." I, I, uh, I
0: when I sniffed this, I was I was that's my that I was excited. I'm like, "Oh, this is uh, not different not what I was expecting." Different. Yeah, um, I, I just uh, I, I would go more on a, a on the a candy if you're if I was trying to put a candy in it. Uh, a chocolate. Uh, chocolate, caramelly, like maybe even a salted caramel, like those mm, Sanders yeah. salted caramel squares. As the smell,
1: every so often we we'll go uh, to the yeah. grocery store. We'll get a bunch of bananas, and then you end up not eating a few of them, and they end up browning a little bit, and you have that smell in your kitchen. And I, as I continue to know, is I'm getting a little bit of that brown banana. Oh, really? As well, yeah.
0: See, I'm so not a banana. I'm not a banana guy. I'm, so not, I mean, I'm not. falling for a banana in my tailpipe. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not falling. All right, we have a sorry. couple of
1: those brown bananas in the kitchen right now, yeah, and, yeah. and that's just kind of reminiscent. But when I that's what I kind of thought about <laughs> when, as I know this. But I, I'm, I'm eager to dive in. So
2: yeah. So what you have there is this 94 proof now, and um, you'll you'll definitely get those uh, you know caramels and brown sugars, uh, the floral. Um, a little bit of cinnamon um you know there's a lot of it has a lot of character and it's for a rye um it's very easy and smooth to drink it is
1: yeah after my after my first go-round wow that that just that just hits me in in a very nice way and there's really and i hate the word burn um i like the word you know I, i like that that warmth and there's right. really not there, there. There's a little bit of warmth, but it's not bite your face off warmth. At the same right. time,
0: it's uh, yeah, it's not and it's not uh, an ethanol. I'm not really getting. No. I'm not getting a, a harsh ethanol at all. And um, because uh, when you when you because I thought they were older than they were. And when you said how, how young it was, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm waiting for the ethanol afterward. And I'm not, it's not, it's not, it's not showing up for me. Even when I, that's why I was curious. Cause sometimes those younger ones, when you put it on the ice, uh, not so much, but this, this, like I said, the viscosity and everything held up uh, on that. And this is holding up. This is nice. Yeah. So
1: do you, so Ed, do you lean more towards <laughs> the, the bourbon side or the rye side? Where, where does your palate lie personally when uh, you're tasting something? for the first time. well
2: you know i i like i said grew up with rye yeah <laughs> so both dane and i are, are rye guys at heart um you know we have three different ryes on the market we love our rye. Yeah. um but i'm learning that there are some bourbons that i really love um and um that's why we've been a little bit slow to the market with, with our other bourbons because I want to make sure they're exactly the way we want them or where I want them to be. And, and, and you know, Dane has a little different palate for the, for the bourbon than I do. Sure. So we've been working together on creating the bourbon that we both love and that we both want to, to put out to market. Mm-hmm. And um, our small batch that's coming out, you know, we've worked really hard and diligently on getting that right and I think we got it. Um, it's a three-year-old uh, bourbon. And, um, you know, I think it's really, really uh, easy and smooth to drink. It's It's got some complexity to it. Um, it's uh, one of those ones, you know, whenever we do these tastings together, mm-hmm. like, Dane, okay, you know, try this one. You know, I'll put, like, four different ones in front of them and I won't tell them which ones they are. And I just, just, you know, try them all, you know, tell me what you think of each one. And, um, you know, in the end we, I always say to them, which one would you want to drink all night long? Which one would you want to sip on all night long? And, sure. you know, smoke a stogie with, sit around, you know, with your buddies and, and just, you know, have a good time with good conversation get some laughs in there. And, mm-hmm. and, um, that's why, what we always try to put in our bottle and it took a while to get there for, um, the small batch, but, but I think we're there now.
1: Excellent. And, you know, um, Belfort spirits, really, it's really a family oriented, uh, company, you know, the, into, your daughter, your son, yourself, I'm sure every a few other folks. And so what was it that brought you, what brings you all together, uh, family wise when you're talking about your spirits?
2: Well, I'd have to go back to hockey for sure. sure. I mean, hockey's all about family. <laughs> And, you know, that social aspect, you know, I remember as a rookie, you know, going back to to Winnipeg, you know, I grew up in Carmen, only an hour from Winnipeg mm-hmm. playing the Jets. And, uh, you know, back then, you know, our recovery drink was a 24 pack of uh, Labatt's Blue and, and, a, <laughs> and a bottle of Crown Royal on the uh, on, on the table after the game. So, you know, we always had our, our pops and, and and, you know. Ever since I put on, you know, uh, a junior jersey and and uh, played for the Winkler Flyers, you know, there was all kinds of beer drinking going on, and sure. and and you know, hockey players love to be social. We love to be out and, and meeting people and having mm-hmm. a good time, and and, and uh, our family is is uh, Irish, and you know, it's that's what we're all about. It's just uh, <laughs> you know having a great time, and you know, we that's what our bottles uh, you know designed after. It's uh, it's designed after the the Roaring Twenties. Yes. Uh, very Gatsby like. Yes. Uh, you know, very Art Deco. So uh, it fits well with with our art. You know, our family. And mm-hmm. um, you know, we love to have, have a good time and celebrate. Uh, you know, everything we can. You know, <laughs> so uh, that's where it goes back to. Is 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 definitely the hockey. Yep.
1: Now, and now, Ed, you and Jamie are in absolute lockstep because when we received uh, y- your samples, we actually did a small unboxing little episode on Facebook. And one of the things that Jamie said was, what does this bottle remind you of? And, you know, I'm looking at it. And he goes, Gatsby. Because of the Art Deco feel of the bottle itself, the packaging is amazing. The bottle is, you know, you, you, you can actually feel the bottle. No. Yeah.
0: yeah, the, and I was, I was, I had that, I had a note there because you were talking about Moonshine University and you said one of the things that, that you dove into, which surprised me at a Moonshine University was about packaging and marketing because when I think Moonshine, I think how matt did it earlier because he came over with a couple of mason jars and stole samples he's not kidding and so it's, it's, uh, oh, that's we are a classy bunch ed um, that's awesome so but so i was thinking moonshine university is uh and, and so is that uh someplace where it would spawn some of these ideas uh of that the packaging was important
2: yeah for sure um you know, they taught us everything about the business um, you know from from the mash bills again to the yeast you yeah. know how important the yeasts are um, you know to the water um, all the things that go into making a great product the barrel selection the the toasting and the charring um, you know to the, the relationships that you're going to create through through uh, the beginning to the end So you get your your distillery up and running, um, the distributors that you're going to make your deals with, and your packaging. Of course, the marketing comes in play with the packaging, Um, the the color choices you use, uh, the textures you use, the look you use. You know, when when people are walking down the the liquor store aisle and they're looking at, you know, thousands of choices, you have to set yourself apart. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what we try to do. I tell everybody that's like version one hundred. Um, you know, I'm a perfectionist and um I actually not a lot of people know this about me. I have an art background, so I wanted this perfect. Uh we worked hard at at that bottle and, and the design and uh Peggy No Stevens really helped us out tremendously with that and Don Hardwick. Um the the eagle there, I want to tell you a story about that. Yeah, please. So um that's the latest version of uh, the Belfort Eagle, and um, it's on my shirt here too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you'll see it all; it's everywhere in our packaging. Yeah, it's on the; it's, on the, and, it's etched uh,
0: into the the cap as well. Yeah. Oh, great. it is because yeah. you were you're known as Eddie the Eagle. You started it in Chicago. You had that double eagle on your mask, right?
2: Correct. So. Um, after we won the Cup in 99 with the Dallas Stars, a good friend of mine, Jeff Friesen, who ran uh, uh, Carmen Custom there in Freeland, Michigan, um, I had a, a car shop there for the better part of 15 years, and uh, we used to build street rods and muscle cars, um, you know, we used to do the Woodford uh, Cruise there, we loved being part of all the Michigan car events, and we uh, Jeff's daughter was she was just born then. We have a picture of her in the cup. Abby Friesen uh, in '99, and now she's twenty years uh, uh, twenty years old, and she helped design this eagle and uh, did did all the artwork for it. So uh, we're very proud of uh, Jeff Friesen and Abby Friesen for uh, for their contribution to the Belfour Spirits uh, team.
1: And that's the thing about the man cave happy hour. Ed is that this is the this is the information that folks really may not understand or know about it about the actual the heritage of the bourbon itself and where things came from. And that's what the man cave is all about—to learn about yeah. why and how and, and you know because the product is fantastic. But I love what the what it means inside the bottle and where it came from. So thank you yeah. for that.
0: Yeah, I, yeah you bet. Yeah. I love that it's a family affair
2: yeah yeah and we Amazing. hope that it'll be that way for hundreds of years that was uh, <laughs> one of the things that we talked about as as a family we first started this you know like i had a fantastic nhl hockey career that lasted uh, close to 20 years and uh, met so many wonderful people and you know lived a dream and well many dreams uh you know come true and i so thankful to to all the people that helped me get there um you know and and that's led to this next journey this next dream come true of, of starting a family business with my kids and uh, producing some great spirits and um, you know that can be handed down from generation to generation and who knows how many years it can can go on for and and the Belfour name will will last for hundreds of years possibly so we're we're very excited about uh, Belfort spirits and, and, uh, our family business and, and take great pride in it. And, and Dane and I are just chomping at the bit to get our distillery put up. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's, it's like our place, you know, we're like, yeah, you know, back when we were playing, you know, we always wanted, to. Uh, you know, him and I joked about this. We always want, I actually did have a cot at the arena, you know, you'd sleep <laughs> at the arena cause you were there so much. Right. And, uh, We joke about that, but at our, at our uh, distillery, we were like, yeah, now we can build a. You know, nice room for us to to stay at the distillery twenty four
0: seven. See that's that's the right. type of I mean that and that is why you're in the Hockey Hall of Fame because you okay. give a hundred percent. You need to you need to do that and you're that you you just have that uh, from my perception of our our our, our long lasting relationship of forty minutes here. Um, <laughs> uh, is it, but it's just from what I know of you, it, it's just. That, that you don't get in the hockey hall of fame unless you got that 110 percent. i'm giving it i'm giving it my all and uh, with the bourbon it's 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 very nice it's it's it's, it's done well from the, the, the packaging the juice inside the stories behind it um it's just all done really really well and and uh, yeah, I can I can see this being an amazing legacy for for the family. I just and I applaud Jamie, that.
1: Thank, Jamie, thank you for saying the word legacy. There aren't many people in the world that can say I've left behind two legacies. Yeah, right? your your Hall of Fame, your your hockey career, Ed. It, it was fam, an amazing feat of whatever you want to call it you know i, I can't play hockey i can't even skate <laughs> but what you did it, it, for your career is just fantastic you left a the legacy there and then to be able to leave a second legacy yeah that's awesome Bell uh, yeah. with, with for spirits you know thank you for what you do you know, yeah
0: that, that's uh yeah, we we're, we're appreciating the the, the product uh, mm-hmm. on the consumer end so uh, looking at your social media uh looking at face face space uh and and some of the other social media um I see like cigars popping up in some of the imagery. Uh, are you a cigar smoker, Ed?
2: I, I am not a cigar smoker ah. uh, on a regular basis, but uh, I do enjoy having um, a cigar once in a while with bourbon. That's like us. Um,
0: That's and like
2: us. We, we are definitely planning on having a uh, cigar space at our distillery. Nice. Um, we realize how important it is uh, to that, uh, combination. And, um, you know, Dane enjoys smoking a cigar with bourbon and, and some of my friends do. So, you know, I think we'll enjoy that social, uh, atmosphere at Belfour spirits with some friends of ours and, and, and meet and greets that we're going to have. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll do it the same way. We'll, we'll definitely have high end cigars. And, uh, I'm just starting to learn about that, that whole, uh Industry, which is pretty unique.
0: Yeah, yeah. so and that's we, exactly Jamie,
1: Jamie and I. Have been at, no, sorry, Jamie. No, that's exactly why
0: we do the man cave. Is because we don't know. We don't. We don't know. We're, we're learning about bourbons. We we call in yeah. people who have done the done their homework. Unlike us, we're just like, hey, can we try that? <laughs> and, and and so we, we turn to people who have done their homework and, and to the master distillers and the and the mm-hmm. and the, the people that are, are experts in the craft to learn uh, about it. And the same thing with cigars. Matt and I we're we're occasional cigar smokers. Uh, and I had noticed that I didn't know if you were an aficionado on it, and because we're not either. And I was going to say, so I'm not going to put you on the spot and say, what are you going to pair up, and what's the wrapper, and what's the filler, and you know, I don't know. So it's because we don't know. You them. could actually you could say anything, Ed, and we'd go, oh, that's fascinating. That's <laughs> wonderful. Uh, but it it is nice. It is fun to pair them up uh, and to do that. I I like that you're going to have that at at the at the distillery. Uh, if you make your way to Metro Detroit. Uh, we're just—I'm literally a mile off of Woodward for the cruise. If you want to come hang out, yeah. uh, we got an amazing deck, and we can do cigars on the deck and then go check out the cruise. Uh, and yeah, we're, we're connected too. with several of like the really cool cigar bars in town. Uh, so yeah. if you wanted to do a cigar event, we'd we'd love to 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 help you host it here and, and do that for sure.
2: Well, I miss <laughs> Michigan, and like I was telling you, we've, Michigan has a special place in our heart. Um, you know, I, I, like I was telling you, I got sent to the Miners uh, back in 87, and um, I spent two years there in Saginaw, Michigan, with the Saginaw Hawks. Um, so that's where I started my career. Made a lot of great friends there. Um, you know, Bob Packer is one of our good friends. who He still lives in the area there. And uh, he drove me to my first NHL game, oh. which just happened to be at the Joe Lewis Arena. So, uh, the Joe Lewis has, uh, you know, big spot in my heart. Uh, not only did I play my, my first NHL game there, but, uh, won the NCAA championship there with the, uh, fighting Sioux. Uh, great, we played yeah. Michigan state in the finals oh. <laughs> uh, in 86, 87. Jeez. And, um, so those are some great, uh, things that are in, in my memory bank. Um, You know, Dane was born in Saginaw, Michigan. Uh, We had the car shop there. Uh, We had a lot of great times in Michigan, and um, a lot of friends still live there. So, uh, you know, hi to everybody there, and I can't wait to get back to Michigan to sip on some whiskey with you guys. I'm
1: actually heading to Saginaw tomorrow, as a matter of fact, that you say that, for my my daily 9 to 5. I actually have a lot of clients out in the Saginaw market.
0: Saginaw! uh,
1: I'll say hi to I'll say hi to everybody for you.
0: Saginaw was a cool, cool little town. It's it's had its up. It's since then it's had its ups and downs. It's actually kind of a little bit of a down. Uh, But Saginaw, there was this place because Matt and I I, we have like seven different lives. I I teach high school. (laughs) He's a banker. You know, and but we both DJ weddings on the side for fun. You know, it's how I paid my way through college. And um, I'm the
1: pilots I'm the co-pilots, I'm the, stu-
0: the But student back student then, uh, there was I. I DJed a couple of parties up in Saginaw. There's this cool little bed and breakfast called the Montague Inn up in Saginaw. It was this gorgeous little bed and breakfast place they did events in, and uh, we'd go up there. And I would love to. I loved going up to Saginaw because it was such. A, it was a cool little town. It was there was some great. Great historical things in that city. It is a gem in in Michigan. Uh, there's a lot of things in Michigan that that, that need some help. Uh, <laughs> Saginaw is one of them right now. But uh, one of my there's places roads, that need help everywhere. But yeah, one of
1: my favorite one of my favorite road names in Saginaw is called Tittabawassee. <laughs> you get used to saying Tittabawassee pretty regularly.
0: You know, just, yeah, you know I when people aren't from Saginaw. Michigan when they try to say Charlevoix or. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Tittabawasa>, <laughs> just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just doesn't happen ed what have we if we did we miss anything ed is there anything that we should have we should have talked about
2: uh we could talk about the special edition rye i was yeah, telling you please. that we had three ryes yeah that's please share that's my uh tribute to my teammates for the fighting Sioux, ah and uh all my coaches and all the fans uh, that supported me mm. uh, at north dakota playing for the fighting Sioux and um it's got a beautiful. Uh, you can see it there. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, that's beautiful.
2: That's the Sioux head. Now, yeah. Uh, this is probably the third version of the Sioux head. It had been changed uh, numerous times over the years. The original one that I played in was the same head that the the Blackhawks have. Mm. And uh, okay. and so it was pretty pretty cool for me to play, you know, in the Sioux head. Uh, and then go to the Chicago Blackhawks, which was my favorite team as a little boy, mm. and play for the Blackhawks. So uh, the the special edition rye, uh, it's a, a 106 proof. Uh, it drinks really smooth. People love it.
1: Mm.
2: And uh, it's my favorite rye. Uh, so if you get a chance, if, if you see one of those bottles uh, in Michigan there, it's yeah. not very
1: yeah, that's, that's the green mean. label on it. That's the green label on yeah. that one. Okay. Yeah.
2: Did,
0: now, did you go down uh, a non-whiskey road with one of the spirits? You have one. Do you have one that's a, a not uh, a whiskey?
2: Uh, right now, we just have whis- all whiskeys.
0: Okay, all whiskeys. All right. Fair yeah, enough.
2: Yes, but but when we open Let's our start. distillery, uh, we do have plans to do other spirits.
0: Right. Good. So, all right. So here, go. I'll go back to the very beginning where I said I know nothing about nothing. About nothing about sports. Um, and then, uh, but the Hockey Hall of Fame. And I, because I, I actually working with a guy. We were, were talking about the city of Detroit in 1935 when the Wings and Lions and the Tigers all won their first championships. Uh, an amazing year in the city. Um, it, but they were talking about some of the the, the people that were into um the hall of fame. It was like the baseball hall of fame, but he got pulled into the hall of fame. He was only with Detroit, uh, Cochran. He was only with Detroit for, for two years, but he entered the hall of fame as a tiger. So when you entered the hall of fame, did you, did you have to pick a team to be representing in the hall of fame and which team was that and why?
2: Thankfully, uh, I didn't have to choose. Okay. Uh, they, yeah, they don't, they don't do that. Um, and I don't honestly, I don't know if they ever did do that with, with hockey. Um, But I I was actually worried about that because that would be the hardest thing to to do, Um, you know, winning the cup with the Dallas Stars Stars. and playing for, you know, my favorite team, the Blackhawks, as a little kid, Mm -hmm. and then also getting to play for the Maple Leafs. Uh, That was my mom's favorite team. And uh, it just would have been really difficult to choose. And I'm so thankful I didn't. Um, You know, I love each team uh, equally. Um, had so many great memories with, with every place I played and, and so many um, awesome teammates and, and coaches and, and making new friends everywhere. You know, like, like you asked earlier, you know, where, where does that social aspect come from? Well, it's, it's, it's again, it's being a hockey player, right? you know, uh, you, 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 you meet the guys, you know, they're all down to earth. Um, you know, they'll have a beer with you and, and drink with you. And then, you know, I love going to the hall of fame events because, you know, I get to meet my heroes and, um, it's amazing, you know, Bobby Hall, I, I see Bobby all the time. I see Tony yeah. Esposito all the time. He was one of my favorites. Vladislav Trechak was my goalie coach in, in Chicago. And I see him at events. Um, you know, I got to share a beer, beer with Ted Lindsay uh, before he passed and, um, you know, such an honor to sit with him and his two daughters. Uh, we spent about two hours at, you know, talking at, at one of our events and, um, you know, what a privilege to be able to sit down with Ted and, and just get a chance to, to get to know him a little bit. Sure. And uh, I'm I, I, so uh, thankful for those moments. And, um, you know, there's so many uh, awesome hockey players that you get to meet and, and, and just in awe. Like, I just sit there. And I don't say a word usually. <laughs>
0: Because you're a young dude. Well, you're like kind of my age, right? So you're a young dude to be in the Hall of Fame. Because you think Hall of Fame, you think, you know, this antiquated thing, you know. But it's like uh yeah it's uh so i and, and we're honored to to have you with us here i uh, appreciate That's you right. taking the time and uh taking a chunk of your week and your day here to to hang out and talk bourbon with us we we genuinely appreciate it and uh we know people are going to be talking about it in michigan and they're going to be enjoying it in in michigan um so yeah thank you ed yeah. Thanks thank you so much for having me and
2: uh, i look forward to Having a drink with you guys when it come to Michigan for sure. Heck okay.
0: yeah! Thank, so it's uh, Belfour.
1: Thank
2: you again for your legacies. Uh,
0: yes, honestly,
1: to have two legacies to leave, to have just, just thank you.
0: So belforspirits.com and they can find out about like the new releases and the new stuff, and when you get a distillery rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. belforspirits.com and if you want to find out where we're selling, uh, there's a search engine on our website you know, put in your zip code, and it'll tell you where the nearest stores is that uh, the bourbon and the rye are at. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so
1: much, Ed.
0: Appreciate Ed, the time. Thank you, thank you, and uh, gentlemen. Hey,
2: cheers. 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 Yeah. <laughs> you bet. You guys have a great night.
0: All right. Be well. Thank you. You too. Bye.